Yo, we are back in the saddle again. Yes, this is sir. the Blue Collar Philosophers. Sitting across from me is biker Mike from Mars, <sighs> sipping on a very nice bullet bourbon on ice. Yes. And I am kickstand, Devin Braun, and I'm drinking the same thing because we're super basic. Super basic. Super basic. Just drinking a regular bourbon on ice. <clears throat> I like it. I'm sorry. The thing it does it is it does seem a little bit basic, but it is refreshing. Oh yeah, especially with how hot it was today, working inside a tent essentially. Just <laughs> when you're you have no airflow and you're just in a, a hut of sorts and you're just like, I'm cooking and you can't open windows and you can't do this and you can't do that. You're like, I'm just gonna be hot. Oh yeah, I got home and Chris is like, Why are you so grumpy? I'm like, Because I'm medium well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I need to cool down. <laughs> Talk yeah. to me in ten minutes. Yeah, give me give me a couple minutes to refresh <laughs> and maybe cool down. Uh, the thing is, that's the nice thing about the pothole. I know it gets warm down here sometimes, but it's but a lot you, cool. It's you, a you lot cooler. You usually start off nice and cool, though. Yeah, I mean, and it's different though. Like a uh, couple of nights ago, we had four guys in here, four guys in here recording, talking for two hours. It gets hot. Yeah. So you want to start really, really cold. Yeah. So I like it. It's, My basement's it's a better lot with two. Just the two of us, I'm like, it's good. The whole podcast long. <sighs> Far better than just one of us. <laughs> one is hard. One is very, very difficult because you are just, you're fighting. You're yeah. fighting to engage in a way that seems natural and not um, <laughs> hence why with the amateur christian podcast it turned into a one-man show into a two-man show without even really talking about it <laughs> it's like we're not gonna approach the subject we're just gonna do yeah. it <laughs> it's like you just kind of became the co-host of that yeah you know without even any of us really talking about it because talking alone to a microphone sucks i don't know how horrible. ben shapiro does it I don't know how I like there are there are certain podcasts I listen to that are just one guy shows. Yeah. And very, but they're very scripted and they they know what they're going to <clears throat> say. There's no Yeah. <sighs> it's hard to do when you're used to flowing. With that being said, now that I've had that experience, somebody's like, "Hey, you could have called." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I wasn't looking for a guest." And it's cuz I was thinking of them as a guest. Not a potential co-host. Not a potential guest co-host of just a buddy that I got to sit down with and shoot the shit because it's something better than just me. (laughs) And it might keep me from going crazy and talking about how climate change is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. I'm not sure Travis would have corrected you on Mm -mm. the matter. But he would have cut my con- he would have been my Kanye to make me seem like the reasonable one. <laughs> yes, I'd be like I might have said the crazy thing, but he's gonna be like, "Yep, and the frogs and the frogs." That's right. He's the Kanye to your Alex Jones. That's he's right. the Ber- he's the Bert Kreischer to your Joe uh, Joe, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I just listened to that one today. Bert Kreischer was just on Joe Rogan's podcast to promote his movie, which came out today, and I'm like, oh, I want to go see that movie. Pretty bad. What's it called? The Machine. You've heard oh, the Machine from, story, yeah, from his his stand up set. Okay, yeah, yeah. They built a movie like a a, a, a a sequel to it. They're like, oh, Burt Crusher goes back to Russia, and then it goes crazy from there because, well, it's a pretty crazy story. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's 
it looks fun, and I really want to go see it. But at the same time, uh, it's difficult to go see movies now. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's an entire. It's a circus. Like you have to just get everything lined up so that everything works correctly. Where that's not the way it used to be. Yeah, it used to be like, hey, babe, want to go catch a flick? Yeah, and yeah. then you go. Now it's like, okay, we need to find a sitter for the children and we need to get them there before we go to the movie and we need to line up how long they're going to be there know exactly when to come get them come get them bring them home like it's like unless you get your in-laws because if you get your in-laws you don't want to pay for the sitter if you're paying for the sitter then it's it's, cost on cost cost. yeah Yeah. it's more cost and then you're like are we getting popcorn no we have to pay for a sitter (laughs) and so yeah it, it becomes a big show to do a show and I remember how, how long until how long until Gideon is old enough to just be like you're babysitting. Deal with it. <laughs> three years. Three years. Two. Two years. Two, two years. Ooh, uh, yeah, we're coming up on two. All right. Mm-hmm. Freedom forty three. Freedom for forty one. I don't know how old you're gonna be in two years. Uh, I'll be forty one. Fuck. Freedom forty one, baby. Freedom forty one. When the oldest, when the oldest one can, can babysit, <laughs> and you don't give them an option. Yeah, we like you're babysitting. It's like I don't want to. It's like, well, I don't want to feed you. So uh, <laughs> we're at an impasse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he oh, can't even talk about what he did today. Uh, legally. Legally. <laughs> can't. <laughs> oh damn it! Now I'm so interested. <sighs> I don't want to edit. I don't want to edit. We'll, we edit. Will save it it's, for after the it's podcast. It's not bad, but it's bad enough that I'm like, I no, I can't say it. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about this, but it will. You guys will not. That's right. We'll... It's nothing horrible. It's just kids being stupid, which happens. It does. They're retarded. Everybody called me up. He's like, Mike, you were right. I'm like, about what? <laughs> He's like, something you said three years ago. I'm like. I say a lot of shit. You have to be a little more... Way oh, more specific. Way more specific. And he's like, oh, kids are dumb. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, <clears throat> of course I was right. I know that. Was this ever controversial? <laughs> Apparently to him, he was. Like, this guy viewed children as, like, pure and good things. And it's like, oh, they're not <clears throat> dumb. They're just naive. It's like, no, they don't fucking listen when they ought to. And so apparently his kid was standing up in a grocery cart. Yeah. And something happened. The cart got jostled and the kid decided you know what's great swan dives onto concrete <laughs> and he's like yeah concussion bad i'm like yeah i'm sorry is everything okay you know you can call me if you're at the hospital or whatever and you need something i'm here but yes kids are retarded <laughs> <laughs> they are the lesson from this is always trust mike <laughs> we it's amazing how often we come back to that it's unbelievable uncanny I, my wife says, oh, you were right about this thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When is the rest of the world going to start catching on? Yeah, I, sure, I might say some stupid shit, but eventually you'll come around and be like, oh, he was on to something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> like betting on trannies. Oh, we've never talked about that on No, here, we didn't, we? and I want to talk about it. Betting on trannies. Okay. You, 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 all right, so... I do not consider myself a bigot. Some may consider me a bigot. I do not. With that being said. Some of a certain political persuasion, perhaps. I don't believe that trans women are women, and I don't believe that trans men are men. If we are going to play that game, I will play that game. 
I will gladly play that game. Why? Because I love sports. If a trans woman decides to play a sport and they are ranked horribly, let's say 256 in the men's division before they decided that they were women or or always women and just discovered it, whatever you, whatever you game you want to play, cool. That means if I bet for them to win, I should get odds on them winning by, I don't know, let's say 20 to 1. So if I bet $20, you got to give me 2000 if I win. And I can bet on them, and you have to take that bet or you're a bigot. Because you don't actually believe that men are, or women are women or whatever, trans women are women. That, that, that's my thing. If you don't take my bet, you're a bigot. And it can be whatever sport I want. If it's if it's if it's a woman entering men's sport, I'm gonna I mean, bet on. Well, the, I mean any any sport that takes bets. Any no any no. Did you only gotta like just take my bet? If you can take my bet. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. No, like challenging somebody, like yeah, and specifically. I have, and I must get odds. It can't be a straight bet of twenty bucks, twenty bucks. No, this person was horrible in their division. You must give me odds of if 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 all things are created equal. Huh. Okay, so I never thought that you were talking like I thought you were talking about like like bookies and stuff like that. Mm-mm. Interesting. So okay, you're talking. I'm, I'm talking people you're talking about who like stand people. that line. I am wondering what would happen if Vegas started started playing that game. <laughs> like how oh, wow. re- how real is it when there's real money on the line? I don't think bookies care about being called bigots. <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. Like they're like whatever we're making bank, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that uh, if if it ever becomes so normalized that there's this like mixing of of sports and genders and stuff like that, it's probably gonna break sports betting. Yep. Good. Interesting. Good. That we or, we need to or, have standards. Or sports betting will break it. Yes, and I that, think that's that what's gonna happen. Be, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that may be the thing that breaks. The, the gender sports, uh, yeah. like, intermingling thing, it may be sports betting. Yeah, because they'll be like, we can't have this. We cannot because they can't play these games. Oh, cool. So bookies in Vegas are going <laughs> to wind up deciding that aspect of the culture war. Yep. We're calling it. We're calling it. We're calling so it. Get, get, what, do you, what do you figure, two years? I have no idea. I, I want to give it a two-year window. I have learned that my ability to predict time frames on how things work anything that you, you just you're bullshit. horrible i i called trump early and you were like no no <laughs> and i'm like i think I, so yeah i just like i was honestly surprised that that many people voted for him I was like, oh, what do they call it the barbara streisand effect uh somebody i heard somebody use that term today and i think i think it has to do with if you tell somebody they're losing their fans are going to show up like, so if you tell me I'm going to lose in this voting pool, well, now everyone who thinks that I'm going to lose that doesn't want me to lose is going to show up. So them saying back in the day for Trump, hey, he's a loser. He's going to lose. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to show up. But if you can't say, oh, we're winning, we're going to win. Well, if you know he's going to win, I'm, why, why would I show up? He's going to win. I don't have to show up. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm I don't know, maybe I'm playing chess when the whole world's playing checkers or I'm playing checkers and everyone else knows more than I do. I don't know. It's possible. You're playing chess and checkers and everybody else is playing tennis. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing over there. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I like... Let's try and hit him with the balls. What is it? Mike Tyson? 
how do you make a black belt into a brown belt? You punch him in the face. <laughs> or <laughs> everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <sighs> so, have you been watching any of the uh, the hockey finals? Uh, a little bit. I've tuned out some since mm-hmm. my team was eliminated, but I'm still paying attention kind of peripherally. I, I've only watched two games since uh, since Edmonton was eliminated. I was watching a bit of the Dallas-Vegas game four, so when they were had the potential of being swept, and I was watching that game, and it got tied up late in the, or uh, about 15 minutes into the first period, and just watching the way the Dallas Stars were playing, I'm like, if they play like this all game, they're, they're going to win this one. I don't know, not the, the series, they're going to win that game. But I'm like, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to sustain... Like I don't think they're gonna have that. That it was one of those desperation, desperation kind of games. Like stay in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um. um yeah. well, I mean, Edmonton, call Edmonton had the same thing against Vegas. They were facing elimination, and they came out swinging and managed to to clinch clinch a game to stay in it, but they couldn't keep it up. No, no, Vegas is monsters, man. They are they are they are a tough team. Their ability to break up plays blew my mind. Like I was yeah. like, oh, like our our guys, our heavy hitters, just could not set anything up properly. See, that's the opposite of what I found with Florida. Florida couldn't stop a play, but once they started one, it was really hard for Toronto to break. Like yeah. Toronto could not break their plays; they were just doing so good. Once they got the opportunity, they they had a really hard time on defense breaking Toronto's plays. Because I was watching, I'm like, man, is this how they're playing? And then I see them turn around and just do all this stuff to Toronto. I'm like, oh, what a game. <laughs> so anyways, that was a fun series to watch. So I'm excited to watch what Florida does. Um, oh, let's tag on this a little bit. Uh, your mentality when it comes to who to cheer for <laughs> after your team gets knocked I'm out. I'm super bitter about it. <laughs> okay, so the Vegas Golden Knights eliminated my team, Edmonton Oilers. And... Like at first, like you were saying, like okay, I'm I'm gonna just bank on whoever beat my team is gonna win the cup, hopefully, so that at least I know we lost to the best. Yes, that is my mentality. That and is my Saint Christopher mentality. Of I want my team to lose to the best. If, if imagine if it was like Carolina, if Toronto lost to Carolina and Carolina got swept the way they did from Florida, I'd be like. Man, we we weren't gonna fucking make it anyways. It was all pointless. It's like, man, but watching what they did to Carolina and knowing they put up a better fight than that than Carolina did, yeah. Um, then like, you're like, oh, okay. oh my team would have done okay. Could could have done okay against that one. Yeah, like if, they might have moved forward. Yeah. So like my mind at was just like, oh, screw Vegas. Like I hope they get destroyed. And then I was thinking about it a little bit more. I'm like, you know, maybe Mike's on to something. <laughs> And maybe I'm just being a little extra vindictive than just it's having the Vegas be be just eliminated like that, like get get swept in the next round to teach them what. Like, no, 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 no. I want them to have the most grueling set of playoffs they can. I want them to go seven games with Dallas, win. And after all of that, go seven games with Florida. And, and just then, get shut and, out in the last. And get shut out in the last one. I want them to struggle as long as they possibly can <laughs> with as much hope as they possibly can have of winning the cup and then have it snatched away from them in the last minutes. In the most humiliating in way the most possible. Humili- yeah, the most humiliating way See, possible. See, that, that's way more vindictive yes. than just them getting yeah. just swept. Right? Because it makes I you feel, feel good. I feel proud of how vindictive it is. <laughs> 
that I yeah, I get it. Uh, I, I, I I still want to cheer for like, Florida for like, the reason. I like, they I like have, the way they played. They too. have all the disappointment of not winning the cup. Mm-hmm. And or just being not, so close to right, and and just none, being, like, and just none of the right fu- there, and none of the fun of not having to work anymore. Yeah, that oh, that's that's dark. <laughs> that's I uh, yeah, well done. <laughs> See, yes. I don't wish that for my. <laughs> <laughs> I still want my team to be beaten by the winners. I'm like, yeah, you know, we did good because obviously they're great. Look how well, great and they the, are. The beautiful thing about this is like, you get you your know, cake really, and like, eat it too. Yeah, on that get one. my cake and eat it too because Oilers at least they lost to the team that put up the biggest possible fight. <laughs> But they right? get fucked right up the ass. Exactly. <laughs> like, it really is a cake and eat it too scenario. I like it. I like it a lot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could have come up with something like that. <laughs> I'm just not that bitter. That yeah. that being said, Ve- Vegas was vicious. Vegas was. I don't want them to vicious. win because they were so chippy That's and vicious. That's what I mean. I'm right? like, you kind of want that where Florida put up some great plays. Toronto put up a good fight, but Florida just did it better. But they weren't vicious about it. They were just just well played and just smart and very tactical and, and tough at the same time. Like, that was a good thing. Vegas was fucking vicious. Like, they, they were backhanded and just, I didn't like the way they played. No, me neither. Not a lick. So they, I don't think they played honorably. So I want them to lose in a way that just like just salt right in the wound. <laughs> right, exactly. So I think we're both in a, we're we're both in accord. We want Florida to win them Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine Ron DeSantis, the the governor or whatever the he is of of Florida, running for president, and then his his one of the state teams. Gets the cup at the gets same the time. Cup. It's like not only did I beat COVID and I beat Disney, but now my state just won the Stanley Cup. Just that, all, just all coming up aces on his end. That would be weirdly symbolic. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it would be. Now I'm really cheering for Florida. <laughs> have you Do you ever wonder if like you miss symbols in life, like? If you experience them and kind of miss the boat on it, oh yeah, oh huge! Like look at look at angelic numbers. That's something that I've explained away. It's something that we like the idea of having these numbers that mean something, and then we'll uh, explain them away. Or uh, astrology. Christians love to rip on how stupid astrology is, and then we'll turn around and be like, yes, but. Uh, the wise men were led by a star. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But astrology is dumb. Or uh, the 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 what is it? A cloud by day and a pillar by a pillar of fire by night. Mm-hmm. And this is a bit of a astrological understanding of how things could have been done. And I'm like, okay, there is something going on where we look to the skies for for uh, symbolic representation of what we should be doing. But then we'll explain it away. And I have a hard time with it because my materialist mindset has a hard time ex- accepting symbolic representation. Mm. Like metaphysical ones. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Like, 
Like, for instance, like I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, like the whole thing with the Ukraine and, and the Pope and the... The, the, the doves. The, the dove, right? Yeah. And how, like, you know, they release this dove to represent Ukraine and being in a state of peace. And as they released it, you know... Uh, a crow and a raven. A white, yeah, like a white bird and a black bird, like zipped out to like basically attack it in midair. Yeah. Like you can't plan that shit. And if you told it to somebody a hundred years from now, they'd be like, you're making that shit up. Oh yeah. You know, cause like, because it's so analogous to the fact that this country, the Ukraine is basically harried between the West and, you know, this new rising kind of Eastern power of like Russia and, yeah, and, the, and all the of its Eastern allies. superpower. Yeah. It's right. Like it's this sphere of influence type of thing. And then like the Western... NATO and all that stuff. Like they're fighting over this thing. Two corrupt influences. Yeah. Honestly. It is. It's, it's, you're caught between, uh, Leviathan or behemoth. (laughs) Pick, pick your death. Yeah. You know, is which, which one it is. Right. And I was thinking back to, to something like, there's no way for me to know if this was really a sign or not, but it's something I thought in the moment and it, I just thought about it the other day again, being like, I wonder, I wonder what went on there. If I could miss something or, so do you remember that missions trip we went on down to Mexico, Mexico, to the Baja Peninsula? Yes. So we were building this new church for this, this community of, uh, native Mexicans. And while we were, while we were rebuilding it, like we were kind of taking stuff out of the old church and putting it into the new one. Right. And so we were we took their, their podium or their pulpit Yep. and we were going to kind of like freshen it up. We took it and inside of it was a gigantic ass black widow that had made a nest inside the pulpit. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, right? I wasn't, like, I wasn't involved <clears throat> with the, like, but you remember, I, I remember the, hearing about it and all that stuff. Like, Oh, there was okay. a black widow inside the pulpit. Yeah. And we just thought like, Oh, frick, that's a big ass. Well, there's the fucking spider. spiders everywhere. Yeah. But, at the time, I was like, Poof, maybe that's prophetic, <laughs> right? I don't of, uh, remember that. Uh, yeah, but that, that, that was something that, 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 that ran something through your head in that, the moment. No, it ran through my head, and I said it as a joke. Like, whoo, I hope that's not prophetic kind of thing, right? And I just thought about it now, like, holy fuck, what if that was prophetic? Like, what if that is prophetic of that particular church having poison coming from the pulpit? <sighs> or, or like some kind of predatory thing. I, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I shouldn't think that. I shouldn't project that on to that person because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so, like, this is just one of those things where I'm like, I just, I wonder if there was a, like, if that was a sign or just a coincidence. Or just a coincidence. Just, I don't know. Just fucking it's spiders. So, it's, it's probably spiders all the way down. Just. <laughs> But at the same time, there's a part of my mind that is just going like symbolic things happen in the world. And maybe, maybe there's no way for you to possibly know, but. But that's the absolute definition of superstition. The word superstition means to give that which has no meaning, meaning. Mm -hmm. And so. But symbolism is for the the right meaning to be there. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and it's impossible for me to know. I don't know if it's a superstitious worry or if I'm like, or if it's like, oh, like, I, I, yeah, I, it's, it's hard I, to it's, say. It's one of those things of you want to get to the throne or to the pearly gates and just be like, so spiders and they're like spiders all the way down. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's I hope just, so. I, just, I honestly hope so. It was so. nothing. I, it I was hope. just a spider. Yeah. 
but it's it's so hard for me not to just have that little niggle in the mm-hmm. back of my mind like but what like could you the, have done in, in that the... moment hypothetically let's just say that there that you were um, more awake and more aware and more a higher understanding of what's going on what what could you have done in that moment to to change things i don't know because I don't think that symbolic representation is always revealed to people who can do no, nothing. No, it's not. I mean, for instance, because if if you could do something, then yeah. then it should be it would well, be revealed to you. Yeah. For instance, the thing that happened with the doves and Ukraine at, that happened at the Vatican there, right? Like, who's there to know, <laughs> like ahead of time to be like, oh wait, hold on, <laughs> like hey, let's go talk to let's go talk to uh, you know then then Senator Biden and. Uh, and Putin over here and let's settle this ahead of time. There's no way to know. It's kind of a retroactive. You can only really see it in, in, in retroactive, you know, hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I something, and that is the way that sometimes symbolism works where it will be revealed to you. Only, it's like the gun above the bar. Or they say that... Oh, in, Chekhov's in, gun. Chekhov's gun, yes. Yeah. Where if it is revealed in a uh, in a scene, it must be used later. So it's not that it will not be used, it's that its representation will be made uh, aware or of light later in the thing. And it's, yeah. it's, it could be one of those things. If 20 years down the road, this church is blown up to be ginormous, but it's a cult. <laughs> yeah, I think it... It could be, you know, like it's, it's not like we haven't seen, you know, like places that start off good have red flags, you know, in time. Yeah. And that's exactly the way sometimes it comes out, right? In the moment. Yeah. Jonestown, perfect example, is something that in the moment it was good. Good things were happening. Miracles even. Miracles were happening. But in the moment, it was fine. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it. You couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't know. Everything was great. My wife was just texting me. <laughs> She's like, you didn't tell me you were recording tonight. I'm like, last minute thing. I borderline want to invite her to come in and be like, hey, you want to join? And ask us questions about our last episode? Well, why not? Yeah, I'll ask. Uh, okay. All right, let's, let's hit pause now instead okay. of letting everybody sit subjected through this. All right, so that is actually where we're going to end it today because um, we're going to cut this one into two parts. One with the conversation that we just had, Devin and I, and uh, we're going to continue it with Amanda next week to talk about uh, our interview with Mike Friesen and Mike Bruvald about their trip to Zambia. And she's going to join us because sometimes it's fun to have somebody ask questions that you may not otherwise ask yourself because you just wouldn't think of them. So uh, that is what's going on. If you have any specific questions about that interview or sorry, about that episode uh, that you will hear on the Amateur Christian Podcast, if you go listen to it there. Uh, feel free to send us messages and maybe we'll do a follow-up that we add on to that episode as well. So, yeah, please let us know what you think. Uh, Enjoy uh, your week, and we'll see you next week. God bless.